I think the thing that boomers forget about their culture and their generation is just how young all of their icons were when they were making the art that they define their entire lives by. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just thinking about, you know, like this yeah. is this is a bunch of children fucking dicking around and slapping on their instruments. It, yeah. That it is essentially that. I, or it's not essentially that. It is literally that. Yeah. Um, and it's it's also just interesting to see how much artsier and theater kid ish the Beatles are. <laughs> like you know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to Oh well, yeah. Um, I mean they're fucking they're they are goofy musicians. I mean, and I've you know, you've seen the clips of them in interviews and yeah. stuff being fun. Even again from that that thing I just mentioned. Like right. obviously they're, like they're, I always had this vague idea, like, oh, they're clever. They were funny and they were kind of always taking the piss. <laughs> Right, but in an extremely like educated art schooly, um, like n- n- pseudo nerdy way, you yeah, know what I mean? What like it's it's all like, very yeah. yes, very interesting stuff. So, uh, I, I'm, I mean, I like the Beatles. Obviously, it's it's a bigger deal for our parents' generation or or for people slightly older than us. Um, su- super influential, but this is the kind of thing where it's like, oh, this is a pillar of uh culture and society and to see it like this close and in, in this with well, this much know, fidelity like even if you don't really love the beatles it's just like shocking to see it is you know whenever i think everyone can everyone knows this intellectually it's, it's like I think. it's like it's like seeing jfk do a back handspring you know what i mean it's like <laughs> holy shit yeah that's exactly like, that was awesome that's, yeah I don't. I don't love that guy, but that was. I understand the I cultural God, significance if, of that that I just if saw. We, if in this documentary, there's at some point them like replacing all the lyrics with like "suck my dick and balls" or my what were they saying? <laughs> I was my willies yeah. caught in my jeans or whatever they would say. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind. It'll really bring me closer to the art of the Beatles. Jojo was a man who sucked my dick and Jojo. <laughs> Yep. But he never wanted to cross state lines. <laughs> yep, good stuff. Excellent. Good work, Paul. Did you see the stupid ass movie? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, look, let me, let me say, <laughs> I don't think that would be uh, look, how here's I would. the thing. Uh, let me, let me put this in an orb for you for a second. I, I, I don't want to reveal my opinion on the <laughs> film yet, you. but it is stupid ass in terms of it simply being a topic of this podcast. You understand yeah. that, that, that inherently by being the, the topic of conversation, it is dumb as fuck. <clears throat> we have, Thank we, you. the, we have the Midas touch of making things dumb shit that people say on podcasts. Exactly. When it's, when it's being presented here idiocy now listen to me did you see the ww84 yeah that's good stuff hashtag 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 wonder woman 1984 um this has been i feel like coming out forever i feel like we've been seeing production stills for this and like behind the scenes stuff and and uh steve trevor's back i I feel like it's it's been a longer tale than most movies of the new era and there's something to be said for the fact that if it had come out in the summer it would already like that f- is that was a long time ago. You know, half a year is nothing to shrug at, or even more more right. so, right? It was probably like what six, seven months actually. Yeah. What is this supposed to come out in in July? Was this an August release or wasn't this? I no, I don't know. I, out- I, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's supposed to be a summer movie. Um, I guess that that does make the tale seem longer. But I I guess what I mean to say is that it's in the wake of that first movie. I think this this got a lot of coverage because of um. 
just the unexpected, I, I say unexpected success. It's a huge tentpole superhero studio mm-hmm. f- film, but Wonder Woman was the best of the bunch critically, um, fan wise. So I think that yeah. with this being the follow up, got a, a lot more love. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't really know where to approach this one, like where where exactly to begin in the in the cut in. Um, I, talk about what condition did you watch this under? Did you see this in the theaters? No. Well, what are you nuts? Are you trying to trick me? No. <laughs> Uh-huh. Had it, had yeah, it go just, down. Just wondering, uh, did you see this in a theater, in a movie theater? How many people? Right. Uh, I watched it on the couch at the Burbank house. Um, actually pretty loud and in, mm-hmm. in the dark. So actually, we okay. had a pretty okay time watching it. Like, right. obviously we had the comfort of like, oh, we can all talk, kind of talk to each other. But like, um, yeah, like it was pretty sit and watch a movie-esque. It, it, it mm-hmm. was given attention. Why? What were you going <laughs> to say? Very, very. Ca- no, I just want. I just want to say because this is the one that that uh, breached the threshold and and is the the first major home release of the season. I guess competing with with Soul or, or you know a couple other things. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how. I, I I've heard a couple people discussing this, but do you think that the demystification of the movie of you being firmly ass at home? Well, first of all, what what is your impression of this? Is this a positive or a negative for you on this one? The movie? I had a perfectly fine time, fun time watching it. I okay. think her and um, what's his fuck are charming. Chris Gallen Pine and Chris Pine are both charming together. At least together, I like their I like their scenes. Um, Chris Pine, I think, was born similar to Jim Carrey to be reacting to something supernatural. Right. It's his best work is when he's like saying things with conviction about space time and whatever. Um, I uh, there's think a, I, really I really like, like the uh, oh sorry I no, like no, the eighties no. I like the eighties montage uh, joke where they're trying on different clothes because Chris yeah, Pine is just such a drop dead gorgeous man that everything he's putting on he looks great in. Like it really, it really doesn't matter. It's like, yeah. oh, look at the look at these weird eighties clothes. It's like, yeah, look at the dude fucking wearing them. He's jacked in the the, the most exciting thing I've ever seen. <laughs> His enthusiasm awesome. was certainly one of the better parts of the movie. Like him just being stoked about everything that he was seeing. You know, that was okay. pretty good. <laughs> I feel, I feel very. Um, I, I, I'm frankly like an asshole coming into this movie and going, look, Chris Pine did a great job, right? Because <laughs> you're talking about, like, it's just well, so, it, it has such know, a responsibility as being the the, the, the feminism superhero movie that, yeah. you know, to, to point out the male lead is, is you know, I, doing I agree a fucking that that phenomenal does, job. I agree the optics on that are horrible, but I also, in sympathy of Gal Gadot, I think that she was not handed, but well, I don't know, really know what she was meant to be doing, to be honest. With right. You. And I, and I say yeah, that to, I say that on an atomic level, not just like, Oh, her lines weren't good or whatever. I mean, like in the movie, wonder woman, the character, I couldn't tell you what, she, what the story was. I have no idea. <laughs> and he was given this, this part of like, you're from the past and you're excited about your cargo pants and your fucking, what's those things called? What are those things? Right. called? What the fuck is that called? Your fan, uh, I, fanny I, pack. Fanny pack. Uh, fa- yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's that's a very good point. It's like an, okay, so, uh, a, just a more interesting thing to watch, or at least a more okay, fun okay, thing Patty, to watch. Okay, Patty, what am I doing? All right, well, you're immortal, and you've just been here forever. It's like, okay, yeah. all right. You're, you're, you're tired. Oh, right, well, okay. well, well, okay. 
Yeah, I have heard, I've heard criticism about her performance in this, and I feel exactly the same way as you did. I'm, I'm actually glad you said that. It's like, I don't know what she was, like, every time she reacted to something, like, it's all, yeah. like, she's being directed to do those things, right? And she's, I, I'm not quite sure what people expected from Gal Gadot out of this one that, you know, if you saw the first one, I mean, you, it, it's, it's, that, it's that character, she's back, and she's not doing a lot. Our friend Marissa had pointed out that it's, I mean, I know this is like fairly obvious, but when she pointed it out, I was like, oh, I didn't really, I wasn't thinking about that at all. But they did like a very clever role reversal thing from the first movie that in the first one, she was out of time and not from the world and he's showing her around and he's kind of being the straight man. And he's like, right. you can't do that. You can't say that. You can't go there. And that was kind of like when she's like leading him through and like taking him down the escalator and stuff. That was when she pointed that out. And I was like, that's smart. Yeah. Thematically on page. I just don't know how it's. How exciting I found it. You know what I mean? But that's what I mean when I say <laughs> there's, that there's, them together, that was the stuff that I'm trying... You got to give both of them credit for that for that stuff, because it is both of them. It's There's a... there's a They're casting a spell there together. It's like, yes, sure. he, he gets the funny lines and the funny reactions, but like, it you know, fucking takes two to tango there. And we can... Let's... let's so here's what I was going to say, man. All that stuff, I think there's plenty conceptually. There are ideas that work. I would say... You know what, man? I think every single... I really mean this. I don't think there's one bad idea in this movie. And I'm, what I mean is doomed. There's no doomed ideas, which I guess right, is what right. we always say on beef, right? However, they somehow, I, and here's the thing. They were casting a spell in the beginning. Sorry to use that so close together to the other time I said it. But in the beginning of the movie, I was kind of stoked. I was like, well, this feels kind of like a throwback and it feels very positive and there's an optimism and there's a there's a glow to the mysterious stranger who's saving people. And it kind of felt like an old TV uh, TV show, but also kind of like the Superman movies and stuff. And I was like, this is kind of cool. I really like this, this vibe that it's doing. But, and then instead of just kind of rolling with like, yeah, there is a stone that gives you wishes. We're just not even going to like, it's, it's an ancient artifact. It was crafted by a God. They don't think it's real. Turns out it's real, but then they continue like the way that they explain Every single element in this, the reasons they give for everything, I found that was where then it was kind of like not holding up in my opinion. I didn't like, even him, I wish, what is, how does he, we were making fun of it for days. He he says, I wish to become you, the stone itself. Like, what was that phrase? Why didn't you, why didn't he just say like, I I wish I could grant wishes or whatever. Like I, like why? What is the? There was a weird, and it did that over and over again. Even like you must renounce your wish. What the fuck are you talking about? Just say take it back or whatever, or yeah. undo it. Or, <laughs> like we talk, and everyone keeps saying it like it's a normal way that you would say that, and it's just uh, weird it's, every time. <laughs> you're right. It, it's that very specific phrasing of of bringing that back around. Um, and then with Steve, with him coming back, why was that the explanation? No one would have questioned that there's a wish stone, and then he gets wished on, and then the fuck dude's back no one would have even for one second thought about it here's look you open up a lot of can of worms with this and i'm willing to suspend my disbelief a lot with the wish stone shit um because i've heard people poking holes in this and i I honestly i don't really give a shit about how the wish stone works like if as long as it's in service to the larger theme that it wants to tell me or like the more interesting ideas that it's getting at i just don't know if there was much more going on here than um hey guys tell the truth like, you know, like they tell you in the very beginning, like to the little girl, they say like, hey, there's no victory without without being honest. Yeah. And uh, and the, the, he wasn't an honest businessman. And, you know, he learned his lesson. And it, it's just not it's not that cool. It's not cool enough for me to suspend my my disbelief. So when things happen like uh, um, 
Do you know what you'd wish for? Oh, I know exactly what I would wish for. I would wish for my dead lover, Steve Trevor, to come back in another man's body. It's like, hey, wouldn't that happen much cleaner? Wouldn't he just come back? Like, if your wish was fulfilled? Yeah. Uh, it's it, These are the things, like, you know, that I would never pick at that nit if this was all in service to something greater. Um, like I said, I just don't believe it is. It's just got a weird way of... of- over explaining and then occasionally under explaining. I didn't understand right. some of the shit that was happening at all. I yeah, missed is odd. whatever the setup was that she owned that armor. When she showed up in it, I was like, I said to Shannon, I was like, oh, so like, is it the, the does the armor come to the to the one who needs it most or whatever? And that's why she's wearing it now. And then she was like, no, it was in her apartment. I don't know yeah, what she happened. Said, I must have like she's, looked away or something. Well, there's a, there's a brief moment where she talks about her and then shows uh, shows Steve a vision of her with, with the lasso and then says, I found the armor, but I, cu- I couldn't find her. Like that's, that's, she just, Dude, she just anyway, found it. It feels like, it and, feels like that's the toy moment, right? It feels like that's the thing of, we need it. We need the toy. Yeah, but again, this is that shit where it's like, be magic, be the fucking DC universe, be that there's gods and the fabric of space and time is is a, a material to be woven at the hands of these powerful beings. Because yeah, but when you man, just they say really, they really don't want to blow their load. Just say Sorry. it. Magic, there's magic armor. It shows up sometimes. There's a magic but, stone. It was made by a god who the fuck knows where or when. And now it's here on Earth by accident. Cool. <laughs> like, we would be <laughs> fine with it. Well, it, it's... It, well, I, th- I thought you were going somewhere else with that, but I, I suppose it might be it might be related. Of um, I feel like they're keeping it really close to the vest as far as the universe building, like Greek god shit that is in Wonder Woman. Yes, which feels very odd nervous. that there's like this there's this huge story that changes the face of the world. Like everyone in the world is getting their wishes granted, but we can't show the go- this cri- trickster trickster chaos god or whatever. Like like would logic deduce that that's the final antagonist of the film, or there's there's something greater at play here that this god is involved in you know mm-hmm. the guy that created the the wish stone in the first place uh, no no real follow through follow through yeah on that. I, you, um, you I just would found that odd just not that he was gonna like take over that the guy's body or whatever and listen man i liked fair enough you the big he, swings sure. the moment when everyone's getting their wishes and like the world is descending into chaos i was kind of like well this is weird because like yeah though, that's what I, that, yes yes we didn't think it would i love do it. something like that you're like i oh, was this like Whoa! This is our big ending of the movie. Is the world going apeshit because everyone's getting what they want? That's kind of neat, right? That's a weird thing to put in your superhero movie, which I love and I like. You know, they really laid into the truth thing with the lasso. And I don't mind adding new rules that we never saw this lasso ever do before. But like, right. I just what I mean is there's a there could have been a finesse to all of these things that it was introducing, including the invisible jet. Just why was she not messing with that in the beginning of the movie? Why why right. when she was lonely and only being Wonder Woman and sad about it? Why wasn't she like, why weren't we seeing her try to be better and be a better warrior? And she's trying to make shit disappear and she makes her coffee cup disappear, but the liquid doesn't and it falls on the ground. Like, I don't know, man. Like there could have been some sort of setup. Right. And then when she does it, we would have gone, oh, right. Cute. Neat. Yeah. There's a payoff. (laughs) But instead things happen. They were just happening. (laughs) Yeah. It's very, that's, um, I think I've said before that these, you know, the DC movies feel very st- more studio-y than the Marvel stuff. Obviously, they're all studio-y, but it does feel like that's one of those things that, that kind of shows the uh, the difference in philosophy of, well, who gives a fuck? Ultimately, yeah, she makes the, the, the jet go invisible. Who cares? They never do it again. It doesn't really come back. It doesn't matter. She just did mm-hmm. it. Because we then we put it in the movie, and who cares? It's a superhero movie. No one gives a shit. Move on. I like that she flies. Stop trying to keep the canon of- together. 
because it's the. I mean, this is though again weird where they're needlessly jumping around t- in time. This could have been a. I mean, why was it this just a sequel to to Justice League or something? You know, like why right. why did this have to happen when this, according to the timeline of all other of these DC movies, this happened and no one brings up the wish thing when Bruce Wayne's losing his mind about right. Superman showing up. He's like, well, you know what though? There was that time in the eighties when I was a kid and you know, everyone's wishes came true. So I don't know what I expected. <laughs> like, what yeah. do you think? <laughs> well, so it, I, we need to come up with a word for this, but I'm going to call it the new star Wars canon quandary where you're writing a story. A that real is a snappy mid-cool, name you picked there. Yeah, too. yeah. You, you know, uh, it, it's a it's a SWNCQ. We got we got a real swing. Swinker. A squinker. A swinker. Yeah, swinker. That's All right, the word. Fine. All right. Anyway, yeah, so I mean, you swinker. know, I'm going to buy into this. We're going to say this for until we're dead now because you're yeah, it's great. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for your investment. It, it's yeah. only going to grow only up from here. Uh, anyway, I call this this the concept the swinker, and it's when you you're developing canon, you have well established prequel canon and well established sequel canon, and you're writing a story in the middle. There's no wiggle room for your story to fucking matter at all. There is no it, wiggle it, it, in the swinker. <laughs> there's no there's no wiggle in the swinker. Everyone <laughs> knows this. Yeah. Got I a agree. tight little and swinker you- over here. <laughs> Don't don't do that. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, just it's just odd. So you know now. So when you have oh now, Wonder Woman could fly. That's cool. She no, never does that again. Right, and she kind of many times places. that we've seen her. Yes, she and she she lands. <laughs> we never saw her fly. That's true. We certainly saw her land though in the other ones with style. What? Yeah, just just an odd. Uh, uh, I guess falling with style is the line. Uh, Fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't break my spine. That was falling. I'm landing. That was landing with style. With style. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what else do I have? You well, know what's weird? So, when they're when they're in that jet and the fireworks are going off and Steve is like, what are those? It's like, Steve, fireworks were invented in ancient China 3,000 years ago. What are, what are you talking about, says, man? where are those? I think no, he says, just, what are those? He goes, what? Wow, what, is, what is that? What the hell? <laughs> like uh, this is fine. Yeah. Those were definitely okay. Even if, even if, like modern fireworks were definitely invented by like the 1900s, right? Like this guy has been he's seen Coney Island. Like he's there's a thousand percent. Like it's not that crazy. I was more shocked at that the plane had gas in it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the fuel. Wait, was like, that requires thousands of dollars of maintenance. And then they just take off. Yeah, I'm gonna bring her up. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the roughly, idea. It's roughly the same. I love the idea of like a, of like an old style like Red Baron plane, which is essentially like a baseball bat stabbed into a tire attached to a large motor, right? And he's just like pulling it up and pushing it down. He's like in a modern jet with all kinds of shit. He's like, yeah, this is the same. This more or less translates. Oh, this this one tells you if you're too close to the ground. Well, that's ridiculous. You just before look. you had to look. Yeah, before you, you would you would. Put a rubber band around the around the thing. Get out of the plane. Yep, and just see how close to the ground you were. Damn, dude, it is so amusing that in World War One they would just like get up out of the the pilot seat and shoot a gun at the other pilots, <laughs> like their yeah, handgun. Yeah, so cool. It's really uh, cool. We should go back to that. Make it harder. It's too easy now. Swanky. Yeah, I think what it's else do I have here? Yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, basically, so again, not to, you know, performance wise, I will maintain the same thing is true with uh, Pedro and his villain where he's given like, like an incredible amount of shit to do and be crazy. And then I think he's getting right. I think rightfully he's getting a lot of credit for just bringing it in this movie being like truly deeply dedicated to his villain role in Wonder Woman. Right. In a way that I, these are the things too that felt very old school and they did feel kind of eighties and throwback. And I, I mean to, on the one hand I'm sick of that. On the other hand, I have maybe the thing in my brain that thinks that I wish that I wish less than aesthetic and less than setting things in that era. I wish that more people were trying to capture the, the, magic of some of those movies like there is sure there is a different vibe there is a different texture in the way that they're presenting fantastical things and i think that is partly maybe largely why we revisit these movies a lot because they had a way of communicating that stuff and maybe it's no cgi and it's whatever you want to fucking say in like a very uh it's a, like a concrete way maybe those are the reasons but like it is fun. Like I, I like that stuff. Even at the end, dude, it like looked like an like an eighties movie when he's like standing in the in the circle. The way he's lit, shit looked like Tron or something. I was like, wow, that's like. And it's funny those things because it's like this wasn't shot on old shit. This was shot on the newest things imaginable. Sometimes in IMAX, which very sad. Then when it was changing to IMAX um, aspect ratio, while I'm sitting on a couch. Right. You know, that, the kind of bum. It didn't, like, I don't really mind, and I don't think it ruins anything by any stretch. But you, I just can feel being on the other side of that, being like, damn, that, that shit was heavy, you know? Yeah. We were, like, lugging that goddamn IMAX camera around. We could we didn't have to do that at all. Um, I, I do want to say this. So the IMAX aspect ratio thing, I noticed that stuff as well. Um, and it kind of made me realize how funny the pacing of the whole movie is. Uh, yeah, it's because it really so is just like a bunch of stuff doesn't happen and now here's the action sequence and I guess you you could kind of say that that's been the superhero movie formula for a while um, I I, I, <laughs> I don't really know the, the 80s thing sorry going back to the 80s thing um, yeah. I am also kind of sick of 80s reverence and 80s retro nostalgia I kind of thought we were done with that so when, when, I, when I understood that this was going back and revisiting a lot of that I was like okay so this will be like a commentary, right? Like your villain is essentially a pseudo Donald Trump. And we're talking about the era that birthed Donald Trump, who is currently mm-hmm. the president of the United States and making no real commentary on like, I mean, it doesn't have to be an anti-capitalist film. It's Wonder Woman, uh, but making no real commentary on, on the era that, that birthed the current world we live in essentially. Right. Like yeah. it's Steve Trevor walking around DC going like, wow, look at how great all this is. It's like, yeah, in 10 years, this is all going to be garbage because of crack cocaine. So I don't know what you want me to like. And there's no real I, I, I don't know. I guess I guess seeing the America is good and like things are look at how cool everything is message right now in particular just doesn't feel resonant to me. You know, at least you know, something Shannon said as well was that having and I feel this way about a lot of devices in movies. Um, but having just lived through this year and a pandemic where people were being asked to do really, really simple shit, you know, really simple, simple requests, um, right. and people said, fuck you. The idea of like, you just wished for $2 million, whatever thing you have wished for and you have it, that you really think the world is going to give it back. There's some people out there in the future of the DC universe who certainly kept their shit, right? Oh like, my God. They yeah. did not. There's no way. Yeah, There's like sure. a guy comes out 
<laughs> this guy comes out like huge, just jacked, gigantic with like a big cartoon <laughs> pile of money on a knapsack. And his neighbors are like, so did you, did you give your thing back? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, uh, <laughs> I definitely, definitely gave it back. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just like yes, adjusting. I, he's like adjusting his pants and there's a lump that goes all the way down to his ankle. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yep. What? Yeah, always, yeah. I gave it back. Feels good to do the right thing. Feels anyway, good. Yeah. <laughs> hops into his convertible. What Christ would have done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love this. Ascent, and, DC. I'm sorry. What were we saying? People are giving shit. I will say, I want to like kind of, you know, we're, we're, we're poking on the pressure points. I think a lot of people are already, you know, poking on about this. But I do think, I don't know if you've noticed, man, this is getting, it's getting an energy I don't think it deserves, to be completely honest. I like negative getting, energy? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think we'd be silly to say that it didn't a little bit have something to do with the fact that it is Wonder Woman. And it is the tentpole female superhero standout one. And I'm sure part of it's disappointment in a very sincere and genuine way, because I think the first yeah. one on the flip of that, I think people love, I loved it. And I feel like that one is the only, like everyone sort of points to like the DC movies, blah, 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 whatever, but one of them is great. Like kind of that's even when you don't like those movies, that's what everybody says about it. But yeah, I've been, it's been very interesting because I've been living in the bubble of like, well, maybe because in, in response to this year and everyone being like, as online as they've been, I just kind of haven't been tuning in when shit comes out. I don't really see what people are saying about it anymore. I haven't been on Rotten Tomatoes for many years now, as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really know that that was what was happening. And then, so I like, we kind of watched it and had like a fine time. I sort of had the experience that we've talked about before where it's like the average person who doesn't really like tune in or really care about the problems with superhero movies. I sort of had that experience with this and I was like shocked when I saw how angry everybody yeah. was about it. I was like, I, I, I know what you mean, but I, I don't feel like I, I almost feel like this movie wishes that it was a bit more of a, a captain Marvel situation because like with captain Marvel, while I don't think it's a good movie. I think a lot of the ire from that came from the fact that it was a woman superhero movie. Right, like yeah, people uh, don't un, like Brie un, Larson for some reason. Undoubtedly like, so, really, yeah, yeah. And like yeah. Brie, Brie Larson was a divisive figure. Divisive, like we, we I agree with her. First of all, like uh, I, I'm, I'm not anti Brie Larson, but a lot of people like she's an outspoken feminist in, in, a, in a, in a way that people didn't like. Um, whereas I, I feel like the Wonder Woman stuff is very in your face with the feminism, but it's also like a very, um, very clean corporate feminism that I don't think is. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's as resonant as, as the movie thinks it is. And, and maybe I just am ignorant to it because I, I haven't seen it online, but I haven't seen like the, 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 well, the female centric hate campaign in the way that I saw like, like Captain Marvel. Like there's, there's lines no, in this no. movie that, that I find. Very, so, okay. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I just want to say, I don't think that, that this is what I'm saying is I don't think different from Captain Marvel. I don't like which I think was getting a very direct, like, and people being really particularly mean about Brie Larson. I, I'm not saying that's what's happening, but I'm saying like the aggression that I'm seeing towards this, I just have a hard time believing that that's not like a little part of it. I think people are plenty allowed to be disappointed. I mean, we're talking about all these things that don't make goddamn sense in this movie, but you can just feel it. I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it any other way. Like you can just kind of feel like, huh, something's a little fishy. Right. The anger, you know, I, I think that those guys will always be there. But it almost feels a little bit like, I don't know, like there's certain lines in this movie of uh, Christy Wiggs character says like um, science, scientists don't wear heels. And then Wonder Woman says, sometimes we do. I'm just like, oh, come on. 
<laughs> like I guess well, I guess thing. that's I think Wonder Woman does largely the right as far as when I'm like as as someone who's uh very dedicated to like, you know, like we call it diversity, whatever you want to call it, maybe simply being more representative of the fact that every single fucking person watches movies and we've only seen a couple people who look a certain way in them usually. Right. I think this mostly does some of that stuff in a way that I really appreciate, which is like, it just bees it. It just bees that go and do and be that. Right. She is the hero of the thing. Chris Pine is the, 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 uh, what was you call The love interest. He gets the, the, as we've called it, Shannon and I call it the girlfriend bonk. Um, mm-hmm. if we talked about this on beef where it's, yeah. you know, it's the significant other of the superhero or the hero gets kind of one good bonk in on the bad guy. One, yeah. Where they sneak up behind and they and they try a bonk. Usually it's that's I've noticed there's more thwarted bonks than there are successful bonks. But there's always a moment when the superhero's distracted and the bad guy's coming up behind him and then the SO is like and maybe that wouldn't be the case if it was if it was flipped. I mean, I think we're getting off course in the sense that it's I always like hard. To- I didn't I didn't mean to quite bring it into this like flip place, because I think that even that's not what it's kind of like I'm getting at the opposite. I don't think that a good thing is a good flip. I think it's it's stop talking about it in reference no to dude like, i t- i totally understand what you mean it's like yes yes that the traditional roles are flipped but it's not done necessarily in a way that is in your face about it like sometimes there are some overt lines like towards girl power but the inherent dynamic between chris pine and uh, gal gadot is not like oh bet you never like here's the girl being tough like there, there's a. I really like the yeah. line where he breaks, where she breaks the, um, where the lock. He goes, "Huh, tough lock," because like she struggled with it a little bit. Like that's just so much fun. It's just a total vote of confidence in her strength and abilities. Like that's a great well, line. They have a good. There's a good chemistry there. There's a good, and I think a very admirable thing that I I would hope movies take a hint from in that way. Because I do think it's it's like. I think when you have, you know what, really, you know what it is, man. And I'm not trying to get in base perspective. We're boys, and we're watching this as boys who like girls, and so that's obviously our entry point when we're looking at stuff like this. And I think I would say, as someone who is a boy who likes girls, that mm-hmm. when you see, I think it's a very positive thing to be in the world to see the that he and there's not even a question. He never feels anything other than he's in love with her and accepts that she's a super being right god immortal person like it's just he's just into it he's fine he's it's he's like oh yeah i'm your partner i'll do it what do you need well what do you think and you know like i think seeing that and i think that being such a thing in this movie is like i I just i think that's how it i I wish that stuff was more out there because i think that that's for the entry point of someone who's going to be the boy who's cynical or who's quick to be defensive or whatever it is or insecure however you want to phrase it that's the stuff that's i think cushions it and i and you know listen i'm never trying to be like you need to cater to the wrong people or like cater to people whose opinions are stupid and if they can't handle something you know that's not like i don't think the responsibility of a movie or a story that's being told to them i do however say that in an objective sense i think that's a positive thing i think putting that in and showing like yeah look chris pine who as you've said tim just you know this gorgeous man Who's just stoked? He's stoked to play dress up, you know. <laughs> he's stoked to fucking be led around by her. And when he's scared, he calls for her. Like that's good. Good. Just, just fucking do that. And that's we're gonna do that in this movie. And no one needs to make a wink about how it's a it's a reversal. No one needs to say to him like, 
right. oh, you know, that's your girlfriend over there. Like, we don't even need that. Let's just let it right. be normal. Um, I do want to talk about the Themyscira stuff. So the stuff at the beginning of the movie. Um, I, yes. I found that, I found that kind of interesting because I, I really thought that we would tie back there and maybe see a little bit more of the, the prequel stuff. But it does feel very standalone and... When the movie ended, I'm kind of—I was kind of wondering why it was there, except for a way to see Robin Wright again. I guess who it was there yeah. for? You know what? You know what Shannon says all the time is just keep them leave, stay on the island. The island's fun, right? No, I—I <laughs> I, I think I, I think I agree with it. There's, <laughs> I was just thinking about um, Themyscira of the idea that like uh, Diana can have sex exactly once and then wait 80 years to do it again, right? <laughs> Like, to the point where they're having a ceremony every year, and they're just like, throw the spear through the hole, ladies! Yeah. It's just, and they're all, everyone's all right, cheering. <laughs> yes! It's just like, and there is no sexual repression or frustration in this society at all. Um, I'm not touching that, Tim. Anyway, you don't have to. It's okay. It stands alone. Um, I realized that the voice that they have the, the, the Amazonians do is just like Gal Gadot's regular voice, and everyone is just matching her. Like, is I, I guess wherever oh, like she's her from, accent, her yeah, her yeah, accent, yeah. and like hoping that they're tricking everyone. And I was just thinking about like, what, if she was from Maryland, how awesome, like how great that would be. Yo, Diana, <laughs> Diana's got a lasso of truth. She'll tell you she you, you yeah, can't for, lie to her, and the county she'll tell you tell you the truth. Yeah, for all our Marylanders out there, yeah, <laughs> that there's one for you. There you go. Well, she's DC. It's in D. It, the whole thing is in like Washington DC. So she's like oh, a girl from right, a girl made from the, than I was the Maryland suburb. Yeah. Well, yeah. I get you. That's um. I on the topic of the opening and just large, largely, what the hell was it doing with Diana? Like, what was her? I have no idea what her story was, man. I still don't. And we're talking about it, and I'm talking about it more than I have at all. I've like just watched it and kind of went about my my life except for quoting i wish to be you the stone itself yeah (laughs) (laughs) or whatever he says um but uh i I, like what 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 was the truth you know what was her truth what was the thing of a be truthful i I, yeah what was that don't know because what i feel like at the end what happened was she made a sacrifice and if it was more about like diana has in her head that she can like truly have every single thing and she's powerful and she's the best like if she wins the competition she gets everything she wants and and more of the lesson is, you know, you're not going to this isn't sustainable, right? You're going to have to, like, give some shit up eventually because no one can just have everything they want. And then he she has to give up him. Uh, what's his fuck? Right. What's his name? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Steve Trevor. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, I know his name isn't Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, that's like in my head. <laughs> Listen, it's two, um, two, two first names is always a sexy guy. Hey, Todd. Pleasure to meet you. Rick yeah. Carl. I don't know. I don't know why they're all like seventies business guys. Hey, I'm um, Bob Rob. Yeah, it does feel it does feel like uh, almost a parody of the superhero movie. <laughs> I'm enjoying Bob Rob. <laughs> I'm Bob Rob. <laughs> it, it does it does feel like a parody of the superhero movie, sort of to like introduce the the. Um, I, I don't I don't know what you would even call it. I guess the undercurrent lesson that people have to learn and then forgetting it by the end yeah. and just picking up something else oh, entirely. Because right. it does it does and really I, like I, I he has a truth, I suppose, that he discovers, but he's not it's not it, it, uh, it's not Pedro Pascal's villain character, 1984. 
or Maxwell Lord, I guess is the name of the character. I think when your whole thing is, is hinged upon the idea that your wishes occasionally need to be let go for the greater good. I don't know. Maybe that's just Spider-Man too. I don't, I don't know, but, but I don't know that like, that seems like what everyone was doing. I didn't, I didn't quite understand. Like what was the, what was the, the truth? You know, I didn't really sure. get, I didn't know what if I got that. He loves his son. Well, of course he fucking loves his son. We saw him in the beginning. He was cute. He loved his son. He was cute with his son. He loves his son. Yeah, I think that's my my real frustration. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my frustration with this movie is that it doesn't it it fails to really say anything at all about anything. And it is just the um, the superhero movie formula. It's guilty of being too average, too late in the game, I think. And I think for that reason, it's being torn apart online. Um, It it really doesn't deserve the the ire it does. I think people are just... I think the thing is, too, people don't think... People, no one's giving a shit about this stuff. They're not not concerned about the thematic relevance of the beginning scene and how it pays off in the end. People are annoyed because he says shit like the stone itself and then what... Dude, how long did it take to even realize, like... I was like, why is he sick? I didn't even get it. I was like, (laughs) it takes... And also, how long did it take to realize that it monkey paws you which i couldn't believe it dude i couldn't believe that they use that as they just say it yeah they say the monkey paw and they say it like three times as the like reference of what the rule of this stone is they don't just go like like well you get what you want but with a price and then we can all infer it's like a monkey's paw thing they just like Like, yeah you know it's it's ubiquitous enough i guess um but i suppose that that's that's what's so stupid about it is that like the, the this hook is not enough. It it is almost like a classic style um, Wonder Woman e superhero story, right? Where like there's a thing from antiquity. It's based in uh, some kind of Greek mythology, and it's a little bit more uh, fantastical than your usual superhero outing. But it's just so at, at its core, like like the movie says many times, it is just the monkey monkey's paw, right? And we kind of always know how that's that's going to pan out. We know what the story, what the the moral of of the monkey's paw is. So we know what the moral of this is going to be. Uh, very 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 odd. And and I think the, what, uh, the other reason why people are very frustrated with it is that it is like hours. It, it, I guess it's a two hour two and a half hour long movie, and it's about forty five minutes between each major action sequence, and everything in between is people just like talking and, and talking about their feelings, and, like talking about how they feel in the exact moment. And not really driving the I mean, plot listen, forward. That sounds that sounds incredible. Like there's too much. Bu- I, when, I guess what when, I'm saying here is there's when too much buffer scene. When that does that, when it does that well, that rules. When a superhero movie is like that, and you don't even think about it. Fucking as I just mentioned, another superhero sequel, Spider-Man Two. That movie is goddamn mostly talking. It's almost all talking. There's almost no Spider-Man right in that whole movie. And it when you but for some reason that's not really even how it gets. It got digested. We all look back on that and are like, ah, the the train fight and the bank fight and the, the and it's like that shit because there's you know truth because there's in the because movie? there's true substance in in the, the interim this feels like you're linking the scenes together to get there like the the whole panther cheetah fight thing at the end feels i mean while it was cool it was still like the 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 token cg fight scene that needs to be in these movies yeah that yeah. that that formula that rigid neat. formula was not there in place yet by the time spider-man 2 came out yeah no, I know, I know. And I'm not even trying to be like that that's I mean Spider-Man 2's got its fucking problems. No, and, I, I know uh, what you're saying. You're saying that the fault is not problems. talking. Like, like talking is no. not the issue. No, it's it's the fact that I genuinely believe that it's because it it made its two biggest devices were the stone and Steve coming back, which I know are really just the stone. Um but it really did a weird job telling us how that shit worked. And I think if it didn't, 
it would be maybe more forgiven and maybe it would be like disappointing or fine. Everyone would be like, ah, it was meh, you know, whatever. But I think it's getting this weird energy because it's like, it took some big ass swings with, with these very ridiculous concepts. I mean, we can talk about too. We don't really have to, but the fact that she, that, you know, Steve Trevor just puppets a man's body. Yeah. Well, that's fine. And fucks in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is fine. This, I, I honestly don't really mind it in this one. I, cause we go back to his apartment and it's just like, yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm just a guy. I guess I'm just a single guy. I don't have a lot going on. It's like, okay, perfect. Thanks for answering that question for me. Like at least, Again, at though, least we, at least he hasn't been deleted. Why. I mean, just 100% why. Yeah. Just full, fully. I don't even, I can't, most things like this, I go, well, I see what they were trying to do. And in this one, I have z- no answer for you. Right. Well, why? That we certainly didn't need to put his soul in a different body. (laughs) I mean, 100% we didn't. Yeah. When the thing can, when the stone literally makes a wall of, of rock split a city in half or whatever the fuck it did. Right. You telling me it can't just pluck the other. You can't make the man. Yeah. Just put the guy there. Or, or, you know, have it, have it be weirder than he's in another hunk. You know what I mean? Like have like he's he's the he's that homeless guy that that sure. uh that Kristen Wiig's character sees on on her way home. You know what I mean? Like have it be something very odd or or it's just something we haven't um, seen before. Yeah. I just think putting him in anyone's body was just like I have yeah. a huge why about that. I yeah. just don't even And say, and I you know what <laughs> cracked me up? I mean I'm, it's fine cuz the wishes ended up kind of being a bigger deal than I than I sort of thought they were gonna but like like as far as them manifesting physical things happening. But when we were like, however long into the movie and I, w- I just sat back and I was like, I can't believe that the way that this bad guy has gotten her powers is by simply wishing she had powers. <laughs> and that's like, we're, that's the movie we're doing it now. She has powers now. Mm-hmm. And there's, they're going to like, she's going to be the villain. Like I just, there was something I couldn't get over that. I couldn't get over just like, I wish I was also Wonder Woman. Right. And then she is. And then it was even confusing, like, what was the rule of, did she wish on the stone, and then because then he became a different wish thing, that then she could also wish on him to be the cheetah? Like, I thought her turning into the cheetah was going to be her the, the twist, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, look at you, you're powerful, and everyone loves you now, but at what cost? It's made you less of a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I love that. Actually, it's really worked out for me. I was getting walked all over and now right. I'm really assertive and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To, getting me what would the price really far? <laughs> the price being her literal humanity, turning her into an animal instead of going, I wish I was an animal right. and then her becoming an animal. Yes. Which yeah. when they even have your dude, you, they have that conversation in the movie as well. Your humanity, you're losing your humanity. Right. Oh, she's going to turn into the thing now. She's going to become the monster. No, right. No, no. I wish I was a kitty. <laughs> there is a he funny. Goes, sure. There is the juxtaposition of, of, I guess, the instinct to bring back Steve Trevor and play with their relationship more is is great. And I mean, I guess it could still be functional. But I, I guess here's what they, what they tried to do is present us with Kristen Wiig character and Gal Gadot's, or Gal Gadot's character, uh, Wonder Woman, um, and kind of show them like uh Kristen Wiig is on the way up Wonder Woman is on the way down but I, I really don't think they did a great job in showing the like dichotomy there or like showing the the two poles of the movie I really think that there could have been something interesting of seeing Wonder Woman settle into her life as a normal person like without powers yeah. um 
maybe like you know she she's lived guarded this entire time and like this is her first real taste of of uh of powerlessness or whatever and like surrender to uh oh god we're getting into weird thematic territory here but but my, my point is is that like i don't really feel like their two stories were uh were interlocked right like i don't really see how their themes resonated with each other uh, I just kind of, you know, she's just the nerdy character who is is yeah. getting stronger throughout the film, and but again, that's why that's why I'm. They you fight. know what? I'm really gonna I'm really gonna plant my feet in this thing that it should have been more about sacrifice than about um, truth or whatever. I don't know. Right. And maybe I guess it kind of. Well, I guess it was. I guess that was what it was. Like it's not like that's not in the movie. I'm just I'm struggling with the the truly how like did she really learn that lesson? Because it's not like I felt like she had everything before so then how do you right i loved when they were bringing up that when the first explanation happens for the stone and they're like it was crafted by a god a trickster god a god of mischief <laughs> he has a name but i don't know if uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't know him from anywhere <laughs> we're just gonna move on anyway okay, it, uh, that's a different that's a different mythology but yeah yeah I know. I just, just I was like, she well, literally that, says something along the lines of like, he's gone. It's, he had many names or something. And like one of those names right. happened. Ah, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> the issue, they have two, um, like their the Greek stuff is in the Marvel universe and Greek stuff is also in the DC universe. So it's kind of like a re, like a race to see who can get to these, not technically copyrighted, but these specific versions of these characters are copyrighted, uh, into the public consciousness faster. Like, right. no, no, like Norwegian stuff, they had that shit on lock. Thor is now Thor forever. And same thing with like yeah. Loki and, and Heimdall. Those were those are never a different different characters. But there is a chance to get a Hercules. Is there a Hercules oh, totally. in DC? Uh probably. Uh, um Yeah, I don't know, man. What else do we have here? Um I don't know. Did you like anything about it? I feel like I've kind of I've sung some praises. Yeah, I mean I, I, I do feel like it is a movie that was birthed from the studio system. Um in ways that are not great i think that it's it's getting to the point where these movies are starting to become a little bit like gibberish i mean I, i've heard people talk to talk about that before but it really does feel like it's just like scattershot thematics and and like what's this movie actually about is it's it, it, it's the strange intersection between art and a piece of just broad entertainment we, like, we have to continue we learn these devices over and over again all right this one's about a fucking stone right, right. yep like here's a device and it has it has to resonate thematically with something in the hero's life or a lesson they have to learn but it, it doesn't really matter if they learn the lesson in like a whole or interesting way it doesn't matter if the audience divines anything from it it is ultimately just a piece of, Listen, of passing entertainment and that's fine that's totally this fine is the problem and the reason there's if there's any fatigue or there's any pointing out of a, of a formula, it is because inherently when you're using the same character and putting them in a different story that you have, to, I don't know about have to, but kind of what I would almost argue in this one that it's almost like it doesn't really make a huge effort to make Diana go through a whole thing. Right. And it kind of does play out more like a Wonder <clears throat> Woman comic. Yes. Like you know, any comic, any arc where she's in it she's there and she's true to her character and she there's she experiences loss and she's stressed and it's perilous but ultimately it's like didn't really like change her i mean she lost the guy in the first movie she's just how oh, just what happened again is all you know right. what i mean yeah that's and, that's a that that's a common device for like like superhero comics where it's the hero it's is there thing, yeah yeah the hero yeah. is there and the story is about a tertiary new character that we've introduced who who is 
is um like you know and the hero represents some aspect of uh you, you know whatever just like the, the the embodiment of heroic or the embodiment of of like a savior like it, that's it's it, most superman comics like if, she, if bad shit was happening to superman all the time like that's hard to do character development wise but having you know superman save somebody from a building who wants to kill themselves that that's a that's an easy thing or i think it, it's just more that you're you're as with comics you're almost never and every time they tell you that you're supposed to be worried about if the person's gonna die it is full uh, it's just full bullshit and it always will be they're mm-hmm. never gonna ever keep anyone gone never no matter what they say um so really you're what i mean we've talked about this before but you're reading them and you're reading the arcs because it's not are they gonna win it's how are they gonna win it's gonna be right. like like oh my god they've set up this very complicated uh plot problem so what the fuck is the solution? Because that's usually the experience I was having, even with Spider-Man comics, who I love and who I think has a lot of heart and soul in his characterization. Usually it wasn't like, it wasn't like, wow, how is this going to affect Peter? You know? Right. And then sometimes you were like, oh, is so-and-so going to break up with them? Or, oh, is he going to disappoint Aunt May? Which is, uh, that's always every Spider-Man story. But usually it was more just like, oh, how the fuck's he going to do this? Like, what do you do? What's the answer right. to this particular bad guy? You know? Right. And that's fun to read, but in a comic when you you know, you, you have thirteen pages to spend with it. Is that how long they are? I don't remember. Twenty pages? I don't yeah, remember. It's about like twenty five pages. Um but uh yeah, I mean I don't know. It's hard I mean, in a movie that's when people tune into the things that we're tuning in. But yeah. I, I don't know, man. I mean with the with the introduction of extended universe, Luke Skywalker kicking ass and feeling nothing. Maybe this is what people want. (laughs) Maybe they do do just want, and no, put the character in it, make them be the way I know and, and true to that. And then I don't, and then I don't care. Just make them good and win. Right. But maybe that's, I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. And I do see, I do see glory in populist art and I do, I do see value in populist art, Uh, but populist art to a capitalist end will always turn into just, fucking gray mush that's what i'm saying this isn't me in my populist actual feeling i know i i I understand i I understand what you mean i'm just i'm just challenging i'm challenging the 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 concept where there look i believe that in politics people need to have the power i believe in art and entertainment they're swine they're pigs they're low scum that do not know what they need to be raised up and they need a strong godlike hand to show them the, the way Show them the path. <laughs> Not in politics, only in entertainment. You don't know what you want. You don't I mean, know what you, you don't know what this, you want until you have it. If you knew what you you're wanted, framing this in a weird way. No, I don't think I am. I don't think I am. If you if you knew what you <laughs> wanted before you got it, you would make it your fucking self. That's how that works. You don't know or what you, you want. Just wouldn't, or or when it, you would you would get it and be like, all right, thanks. Yes. And you, but you would have no none of the highs of like. There's no high. There's he no low. Up the hammer. <laughs> right. I mean, but even that's stupid because that's we wanted that for ten years or whatever. But anyway, I I know what you're saying. I think you're you're saying it in this in a very strange way, like with the hand of God. But I think Tim, all you're saying is that let artists make art. You know, let's not let it hurt sure. the people who make what they want to make. But it's it's impossible, man. It's impossible. It's the it's, second you you put it in the realm of of superhero where there's in a whole franchise and a whole other company that sure. is connected to it all yeah but it's uh, never any, but that, none but of these movies I mean, are like, just the like movie. fully capitalist art i don't i don't know if we're, we're never gonna leave live in like like an, a, a, a egalitarian utopian society where, where you know there, there's like a, a, a communist bureau of art 
and only the best artists get to make art, and it's the greatest thing that, that enlightens humanity. There'll always be at least somewhat of a capitalist uh, imperative, but what I mean is, like, with shit like, you know, like The Mandalorian, with stuff like the, the new age of superhero movies, it really does feel like a feeding tube of entertainment. Um, it, it, to not be too overdramatic, but it, 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 there's, there's, it's a lot of, uh, of gray washing of, of entertainment. It's, it's, I, I don't know what to say. It feels like replication. It feels like multiplicity. It just, it's funny because in the same th- in what you're saying about this stuff, it makes me, it almost fortifies me in in when I get very defensive of like how hard it is uh, to make these kinds of movies and how you know we can and it's not like untrue. We harp on the formula and that this is un- it's very predictable and you know I wish they did something new or weird and I agree with I think those are fair criticisms and they always will be. But I do think eventually you hit the you hit the wall of like yeah but they they fucking couldn't you know they right. just couldn't so they had to figure out how do i do the thing the person want the 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 people are telling me who want money and they want yep. to make toys they're telling me to do this but i also know that there's people who love this character how the fuck do i make them give a shit yep. about the new toy they want in it and now somehow and you need to land in the middle of that fucking venn diagram and i totally i am completely empathetic to like the creators that find themselves in those positions I don't really like, like, that's why I'm not calling anybody like a hack. You know what I mean? It's, it's, no, I completely no, I understand you, I you're a professional that. That, that is making a film. Like, I don't think Patty Jenkins is like a bad filmmaker or anything because, because I don't like this movie. Well, th- these ones are fascinating when it's, it is hard. I mean, it's, you know, we've, we've all maybe, uh, take a big swing here. Culturally, we've all been a little bit, uh, what's the word? Like indoctrinated by the writer slash director. And we, I think, we've somehow molded all that together to be that that's really a filmmaker is the person who writes and, you know, or, or you, you frequently attribute writing things to the director. You know what I mean? It's just it, for better or worse. Sometimes it's like they're getting too much credit for something when they shouldn't. And other times they're getting hate for something that they shouldn't, which right. part of the job, everybody talks about your director. Eventually it's like, you're the fucking captain, you're steering the ship. So when people watch the movie, they think, Oh, well who directed that? You know, they, they're not so much thinking about who write it, but I will say I kind of, it's it's hard with I I don't know if it's specific with superhero things or these big franchise things. You can include Star Wars. It's hard to sometimes separate the story from the person uh, or from the artistry of the of who's telling it. Right? Does that make sense? No, like no, I mean, no, I'm talking no, about direction. I'm talking about how what's the fucking vibe? What you know? Lines are not set in stone. You, you write a line on a piece of paper. I mean, this is not. I'm not like inventing the wheel here. But there's a fucking there's a million ways to say that. There's a million vibes that the script of this movie could have had. If you just read it and it was just black and white words on a page and then she brought, you know, she brings her energy to it. And that's with with every movie. And it's hard, though, with I think because superhero things are so they're just dunked in story. Story is the thing that we're coming for. We're coming for how do they bring this villain in and how do they beat this person and that and it's very difficult to not just wrap it all up in that. Like I have a hard, I mean, I can say it for like the beginning of the movie because I, I didn't really have story things going on yet. So when it opened and wonder woman's just like kicking ass at the mall and obviously it was setting up story stuff, but when it's just sort of the, it's got this fun new vibe that the other movie didn't have. I'm very tuned into the direction. You know, I'm like, Ooh, interesting. You know, this right. is, I see her, I see her direction in this. But then once we start, you know, wishing to be yourself or be the stone itself. I'm like, all right, well now I'm starting to lose sight of that. That was silly. The shot was cool. 
was was the way that this was presented to me interesting. Right. It's hard to say that when the information being presented to me is silly, but was the way it was presented cool? And it's impossible. It's, I'm trying so to I think, guess I don't know what I'm getting at. I, I bet, no, no, no. I bet I could think of a couple of movies, maybe not at the top of my head. I would have to take a couple of minutes to chew on it, but I think that are badly written that I think are good movies. You know what I mean? Like that have a bad screenplay, but like the the yeah. strength of of direction yeah. and and acting is just so so there that that it just completely follows the thing through. Um, I, I bet I, I bet I could pull one up. Uh, I would do want to talk about the screenplay. It's of this hard movie. because when it, a screenplay is bad, I feel like though it's impossible. Like you're not gonna that's that's hard to. How do you get? A, I don't know. I don't know if you can really get full blast a good movie out of it, but you can get something good in spite of it. Where people are like, ah, oh, it was kind of stupid, but right? I just mean like sometimes I, I'm sure that there are some lines of dialogue in various '90s movies that I consider good oh, totally. that I would go, "Oh my fucking god!" Like oh, totally. yeah, how, uh, <laughs> Kelly says this thing like anytime she reads a script, she's just shocked at. I think we were reading like a Tarantino script, which are notably a lot wordier than what he actually shoots. Maybe it's the, maybe yeah. it's the opposite. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Cr- is that true? That's crazy. I've <laughs> only read, I've I've read like one of his. I think I read Inglorious Bastards. But she was in just high school. She was just like reading a scene. And she's like, oh, this kind of sucks. And it's like, yeah, dude. Like yeah. without without like without the the driving force. Like there's so much more to the words on the written page. And so many screenplays when read suck. <laughs> like like because they they inherently they're not a book. Like there's no natural flow to it. You need to give your a lot of yourself, I mean, a lot of your mind's eye to it. That's what makes things stand out when they're good, though. It's when you're getting yeah. a vibe, when you're getting a good read. That's when it's you know, oh, okay, this is probably good because I'm having an experience reading it, right? And I'm not, and and it's and again, it's black and white or whatever. But that's also why I mean, in the flip side, it's just me as a as a person who's you know writing shit all the time and writing movies. I have just fully, as this has all hit me and sunk in, I'm like, why on earth was I wasting so much time writing? like the screen direction of a thing. Like no one's absorbing it that way when they read it, they're reading it plain. So I'm just going to give them the thing and you do your best to be evocative. But like ultimately it's, I mean, people say it all the time, but I think when you're a writer, you, the last thing you want to hear is that it's a blueprint. You want to hear that it is the Bible, you know? Right. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. He got me off on a, on a movies, movies make a thing. Yeah. We will, we'll bring this to a close before I start talking shit. I'll talk shit off, Mike. There's some shit I want to talk. Listen, we will play a game. Yeah. Oh no, are we doing the? We want to do uh, fables, I guess, because I, yeah, I, I, I learned fables is what we're calling it. I, I learned that a uh, a limerick is a specific thing. It's not. It's not just right, like a, right, right. a small, cutesy poetic or a songy poem. So I guess we'll call it fables. Songy poem. All right. So the way that this works is that uh, each of us pre- presents two lines of a rhymey poem. Um, the last word of the second line, fuck, how does this work now? Explain this. <laughs> we're essentially, we're just teeing each other up to do a cute rhyming story back and right. forth. So I'll like say the first line and then Tim has to rhyme with it. And then he sits up the next one and then I have to rhyme with that one and I'll set up the next one. Hey, that's way, that's worse than, uh, the way I explained it, but that's fine. They'll get it. Uh, okay. So this is, this, this is the poetic sequel writer. Okay. Okay. So together we're going to make a poem. That is the uh, that is the sequel to Wonder Woman. This is called Wonder Woman 1985, uh, a poem. Oh, it's just the next year. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, we open first on a misty tower, and at the base there grows a flower. 
It is plucked by a man who is walking nearby. He is, of course, Batman. And he says, Oh my. He enters the tower to meet with his friend. Uh, and jams the flower in his rear end. He climbs the stairs with poise and grace. Um, then he takes out the flower and has a little taste. (laughs) (laughs) He knocks on a door at the top of the stairs. (laughs) And Wonder Woman answers, uh, with flowers in her hair. Uh, Bruce places his own, uh, in, in her hairy bouquet. He says, that was in my ass, and I hope that's okay. (laughs) Perfect. That was cold open. Slam to title. Slam to title. Wonder Woman. 1985. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that one. There's a lot to chew on there. That was good. What is she doing in, what is that? Does she have a tower now? What kind of flower? There's a mystery. uh, You got a lot to think about. Oh, my God. Okay, that was fun. Hey, please go to www.patreon.com slash reasonablebeef. Here we can. Any money you get access to bonus. We got a new bonus coming up soon. We just had a new one go up recently. Um, please go to the Discord. Hang out. Talk to the community. How's that sound? Friendship? Huh? Huh? Twitter.com slash reasonablebeef. You added some U's and some L's into that It's like when English people say color. You can hear that U. Cool. <laughs> Twitter.com slash reasonable beef. Click the link for the Discord. Dom, anything to plug? Anything cool? Uh, I'm recording a, another another little song. Good. Just just me and the thing. Just me singing. Well, yeah, that's it. Good. I'm 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 wor- You know I do do movie things, right? It's right. just they're not. There's I don't. Sh- there's nothing to put online. Just talk about. <laughs> no, I don't know. Every every once in a while, I was just like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing a I'm doing a I'm a music video for. Uh, uh, Paul McCartney. Just, I feel like every once in a while you'll have it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a big well, story. That's very nice. It's never, it's never been anything like that. Yeah. But thank you. Yeah, it's, it's great. Bye. It's great. Oh, he's he's got such vision. I see. I'm sitting there. I'm playing my guitar. Right. All of a sudden, a big old laser comes blasting out of my mouth. Cool. I couldn't believe. It. I <laughs> How said, dare you? I said Dominic. <laughs> it's the best idea I've ever heard. Absolutely <laughs> dare you. That obviously wouldn't be the funniest place for it to happen if it was a Paul McCartney video. He would open up John's coffin, and then it would come flying out of there, knock him off his feet.